0: Okay, here's a little secret that you may not know, although some of you may. From 1994 to 1996, I performed around the world on many stages as a rapper. I'm going to share with you how I went from being laughed at on stage to winning over audiences, and it was not because of my rapping skills. It was by using the power of my mind. reawaken your spirit and regain your control okay okay welcome back everybody to another episode um that really did happen to me i was rapping on a show at multiple locations and when i first started doing this um i definitely got laughed i didn't get la- laughed at i Got didn't get laughed off the stage. (laughs) I had to stay on the stage, but I did get laughed at, and it took a while for me to eventually win the audience over. I'm going to share that story with you, but I want you to know first and foremost that the mind is so incredibly powerful. Your mind is powerful. And if we can understand and you can understand how your mind works, you can learn how to shift it. You can literally learn to overcome any challenge. The circumstances will not matter. We can influence our outcomes and we can influence our results. So what I did in my circumstance is I adjusted my attitude and I'm going to go through it and break it down step by step. So you know exactly what I did. So you can duplicate this no matter the circumstance, but think about the word attitude. That word packs a powerful punch, and you've probably heard about it, discussed it, maybe even read studies about it, in leadership, whatever the case may be. If you're like me, I was a little unruly, so I was told growing up, you know, you do a lot better if you adjust your attitude. Ooh, you need an attitude adjustment. You know, you hear it in hospitals. Hey, we've done all we can do. Now it's up to you, and have a positive mental attitude. But what does that actually mean? And how can shifting my attitude alter my results and influence other people's response to me? Before we understand that, we first have to go back a little bit into previous episodes where I've talked about energy, right? Einstein said, everything is energy. That's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Everything is energy. Uh, The chair that I'm sitting in, our bodies made up of molecules vibrating at a high frequency, although we can't see it, but our thoughts are energy. So think about it when you see somebody walk into a room and they're in kind of a stanky mood. You might not be able to put your finger on what's wrong or what's off with them, but you just feel like something's off. Maybe you don't want to be around them or maybe you're inspired to ask, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? Same thing is true. Maybe if you received negative feedback from somebody, if they genuinely care about you, it's not the feedback that you're responding to. It's actually the energy they have behind the message that they're giving to you. And the crazy thing is, is when you feel the energy or an attitude from a person or behind the words that they're saying, that ultimately influences our energy and our attitude. So think about the example, if you're getting feedback from somebody and it's coming from a place of love and they care about you, you might be inspired then to take that feedback to heart adjust your efforts, and then maybe even go go at it even harder right? and do a better job because that's what you're inspired to do on an unconscious level. Whereas if somebody gave you that same feedback where you needed to shift and adjust and they're coming from a place where oh, you're a nuisance and they want you to change because they're tired of dealing with you, you're going to feel that energy. And so maybe if it's in your job or in the context of that, You'll do what you need to do to kind of close the gap and nothing more. And it's not a conscious decision that you're necessarily engaging in to decide, you know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give extra or I'm going to just do the bare minimum. It happens very quickly on an unconscious level like energy attracts like energy so when you're getting that energy from somebody it's in, it's inspiring the same type of energy from you and this is true in the case and you've been hearing me talk about the brain lately because I'm in a functional functional neuro neuroanatomy class so i'm i'm taking everything i'm learning and applying it but if you think about the case and point of mirror neurons, we have a tendency to mimic the actions of other people when we're watching them. And mirror neurons play a role in empathy. And there's been many studies on this. But we tend to pick up on that energy and the actions of other people. And we unconsciously give back that same energy. So literally, we can shift a room we can shift an experience, we can shift an outcome by placing emphasis on shifting our attitude first and foremost. And in many cases, we can create a shift in our results by only focusing on our attitude, not changing anything else. And that's what I experienced in uh, my couple of years when I was doing the rap thing. So let me break down this, this rapping experience into the idea of attitude and giving yourself an attitude adjustment. So attitude is the composite of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. It's a composite of all three of those things. Attitude is not getting up early every morning. Attitude is not putting a smile on your face, even though you don't feel like smiling and you're being phony. Attitude is not Um, doing an action it's the thoughts and feelings that drive that action okay so I'll share with you my thoughts my feelings and my actions right before I fell flat on my face on the stage and then I'll share my thoughts my feelings and actions before I got on stage again and won over the audience and what that felt like and then I'm going to walk you through how you can give yourself an attitude adjustment, no matter what circumstance you're facing. And so this is a repeatable process that you can use in your life, and it certainly served me very well. So when I was in the Air Force band, I was um I was new to a band in Warner Robbins, Georgia, and I had just come off of a tour um, where it was a world tour tops and blue. We traveled for 10 months all over the world and I was a vocalist. And so that's what I do. You know, I was singing, we had choreography, the whole nine yards, a band, and it was this incredible staging. And it was a big tractor trailer actually full of equipment. And I remember auditioning for the air force band a regional band in Georgia. And I got sent to that band. Finally, I was in a rock band, It was a smaller ensemble and we had much less equipment. So I thought that's what normally happens. And when I got there, they're like, welcome. Oh my gosh, you have all this experience at Tops and Blue with all the equipment and the lights and the fog machines and all that stuff. We have the same thing here. And I was like, oh my gosh, because when I was in Tops and Blue, I was singing and dancing and I was the load crew. Like we didn't have a separate loading crew. We did all the work and we set up the stage and everything. And so what we put together in the Air Force Band was this um, D.A.R.E. program. So this was the war against drugs. And this was in the early 90s. And so we would travel to inner city schools and we would, this oftentimes was the first time these children got to see a live concert. It was like fifth through seventh grade-ish, third through seventh grade. We would go to the schools or a big stadium and they would bus children in from different schools. And then they would watch this like hour and a half concert. It was a rock concert. It was huge. And I was like, all right, I can wrap my head around this. And they're like, here's a, here's a cassette tape. That's I'm aging myself. Here's your songs. And (laughs) excuse me, two of the songs were raps. And I was like, uh, wait, what? I don't rap. I don't do this. And I remember the outgoing vocalist in the band. I was um, there to take her place and she was going on to another assignment. She was so amazing and uh, I shadowed her at some of the the gigs and during rehearsal and everything. I was like, okay, all right, I can get this. So we were gearing up for our first um, concert series in Philadelphia, and so we got to Philly. I I mean, I was ready for this. I rehearsed. I knew all the lyrics. I knew the the songs. I knew the staging and where I was going and how I was enge- going to engage with the audience, but inside, I was thinking, Oh my God, they're going to think I'm a nerd. They're, they're, they're going to think I'm one I'm old and then I'm a nerd and then I'm a dork and I can't do this. I'm not a rapper. There's another a male vocalist in the group. He sounded phenomenal and they loved him and he's a rapper. I'm not a rapper. I can't do this. So that just created feelings of unworthiness, uh, I couldn't do it, those thoughts, those thinking processes that I was having. I felt I felt I was saying they're going to think I'm a nerd. And as a consequence, I felt like a nerd. (laughs) Um, And so those thoughts and those feelings drove my actions that set up an energy in me. Remember, I talked about mirror neurons and how when we project this energy out toward other people in the world, they don't know what's going on, but they are responding to the person that we're showing up as so through the mirror neurons, they were simply giving back to me what I was putting out there. And what I was putting out there was I'm a dork, I'm a nerd, I can't do this. Oh my God, I'm scared. I can't wait till the song is over and I can get to the middle of the show where I'm singing the songs that I know I can power through and they'll love. And that's exactly what happened. So we uh, <laughs> we're, we're JB and I, his name is James Brown. we're in the back of the auditorium. And the music is playing. The lights are going. We got the fog machines rolling and everything. And then JB does his rap and he's walking through the audience and the kids are loving it. Oh my God, they were so into it. And then the light shone on me on the other side of the auditorium and he goes, it's on you. So what you're gonna do? I didn't even say a word yet. And the kids were already, ah, 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 ah," they were belly laughing and pointing at me. And it hadn't even gotten to the point in the, the song where I was supposed to say anything. It was my presence. It was my energy. It was how I was carrying myself. They were laughing out. I did two shows that day, and that was my experience both times. Now, I will not allow a circumstance to influence my how my behavior and how I feel so I had to give myself an attitude adjustment and so what I did was I instead of being so self-absorbed you know if you go back to this prior to me getting on the stage and being laughed at what was I thinking about I was thinking about me I was thinking about me and how I'm going to be perceived and will people like me and will people think I'm a dork um, I'm a nerd I can't do this. I was not, for one second, did I have any thought about those kids who were sitting in the audience. Zero. 100% my thoughts were focused on me and my fears and my inadequacies and what they would think of me. And that generated feelings inside of me. Remember, feeling is the conscious awareness of the energy that I'm in. I set my own energy. I did it myself. They didn't do it. I did it. And then my actions were just, you know, I was timid. I wasn't, that was the energy I was projecting. So I had to, the next day, we had two other shows and I had to really have a come to Jesus meeting with myself and get my head on straight. And so I took the focus away from myself and I started thinking about these kids and how this was the first time for many of them that they were um, gonna see a concert like this and they just didn't have the opportunity to do this. Uh, I thought about the messaging that we were projecting out into these children's minds and what a positive impact this could have on them. Um, I just wanted them to have fun and I wanted them to remember this. And I also use my mental faculties, my reasoning faculty to reflect back on the times where, all right. They laughed at that. But what was I putting out? And in the middle of the show, when I started singing some Mariah Carey stuff, they loved that we connected. I felt good. I felt confident. And we all connected. And by the end of the show, when we would split the audience up and JB would have half of them and I would have half and we'd have like a kind of shouting, um, like a, a little shouting match at the end to see who was loudest. Uh, they loved it and I felt connected and they appreciated it, but I had to wait until mid show to, to win them over. But this way I was thinking about them. I was thinking about their experience and I thought about, okay, I'm winning them over here. So clearly I can do this. Clearly they're connecting with something within me and you know, I can do anything I put my mind to. I started thinking thoughts that were, of service, about them. And then I started having more empowering thoughts. Okay, so what could be possible? Instead of thinking about, can I do this? I was thinking about, how can I do this? It's a different thought process altogether. And as a result, I started feeling joyful. I started feeling empowered. When I was at the gig the next day, I felt present. I felt like I, I wanted to be there to give. It, it felt good. I felt confident. And as a result, and I felt this happen in real time, JB did the same thing. It's on you. So what you gonna do? The light shone on me. And I, I felt people go, ah! And then all of a sudden they were like, hey, ah hey. They were totally into it. And it was an amazing experience. And I never had that negative experience again, ever on stage. So that's kind of breaking down what my thoughts, feelings, and actions were when I wasn't creating the result that I wanted. And that after I did my attitude adjustment, what were my thoughts, feelings, and actions prior to creating the result that I wanted? Now, this is applicable to, to you. Remember. I was shifting my energy. I didn't work on my rap. I mean, come on. I didn't get a coach to work on rap. I wasn't listening to more rap. I just shifted my attitude. That's the only thing that I do. And so um, this is, again, the audience was mirroring back what I was giving to them. So how can you do this? Well, you can do the same thing. So I invite you And I talked about this um, the last two episodes an idea of using the screen of your mind to create a better outcome. So, if you're sitting in a quiet space, I'm going to walk you through this. And if you're not, if you're just listening to this while you're in your car or out in public, then come back to this point, uh, bookmark it here and come back to this where you have a few minutes to think it through. I want you to take a deep inhale through your nose. And exhale and relax. Take another deep inhale and relax, breathing it all out and just relax into your breath. And I want you to bring to mind a situation where you're not getting the results that you want. Maybe it's a conversation with somebody that hasn't gone well in the past, maybe you're rapping as well and you have a similar stage experience. Maybe you're giving a presentation or applying for a job. But bring that challenge, something you're challenged with, to the screen of your mind and imagine that you have a big, large screen, flat screen TV about 15 feet in front of you. And imagine that the screen is encapsulated in a a blackened frame. And now let the movie of this situation start to play out on that screen. See it as it's happening, as it's unfolding. See it play out, the good, the bad, the ugly. And as this image plays out on the screen of your mind, Start to become aware of some of the thoughts you might be thinking when you're engaged in this challenge or circumstance, or even some of the thoughts that you might be thinking as you're about to engage in this circumstance, this challenge, or maybe this difficult relationship or conversation. Are you thinking, oh, this person is going to, Give me pushback. They always do. This always ends up in an argument. Oh, I've tried this numerous times before. Can I really do this? So, what are some of the thoughts you're thinking while you're in the midst of dealing with this challenge? And as you start to become aware of the thoughts you're thinking, start to notice how you feel in your body, in your mood? Do you start to feel a little bit of a choking off in your throat or tension in your shoulders, neck, back? Maybe you feel a little knot in your stomach. Maybe you start to feel dread or concern as you're about to engage in this challenge or this conversation. Whatever that is for you, just notice without judgment. And then think back to your actions. How are you acting in this scenario? Are you acting in a way that's closed off or in an aggressive manner? Are you raising your voice? Are you avoiding? Are you procrastinating? Are you engaging in negative self-talk? Or are you judging others? Just notice that. Now let that image on the screen of your mind just wipe away, clear the screen. It's as if you turn the TV off. And now I want you to see that same TV, but now instead of it being surrounded by a blackened frame, see that frame come to life. And come to light. It's now surrounded by luminous white or golden lights. And I want you to imagine that same situation, but the way you would love for it to unfold if there were no obstacles. How would your scene or your challenge play out on the screen of your mind? And I want you to visualize it now how would that conversation go with that person and how would they receive you and the information you're sharing and better yet how would you be explaining yourself what are some of the more empowering thoughts in this new version of how this is unfolding for you what are more empowering thoughts that you could have if it was really unfolding for you in this way would you have that light bulb switch to can i do this to how can i do this and as you start having some more empowering thoughts Notice how this feels in your body, in your mood. Are you starting to feel more optimistic? Are you starting to believe that you can? Are you feeling more energized or solution-oriented? And as you're feeling into the emotion of this or how this feels in your body, Do you have any flashes of inspiration or ideas that you could do to help advance this goal or this conversation or move through this challenge? If you do, make a mental note of those ideas or write them down and then take action. This is what I call taking inspired action. Do you feel a shift in your energy from when you first played the your reality, and I'm saying this in air quotes, the current reality, from when you played that on the screen of your mind versus when you played your new and improved reality on the screen of your mind? Can you feel the shift in your energy? And from that new and improved shift in your energy... More than likely, you've had a couple of ideas float to the top of your mind. That's because you're in a new state. You're in a new energetic state. And those ideas and those solutions that you maybe just thought of, they've always been there. It's just you're in a space where you're more open to receive these ideas. And this is the power of giving yourself an attitude adjustment. So this was a really quick way to walk you through this, but it it is really quick. I mean, my attitude adjustment, I've done that for myself many times over, um, in creating the results I wanted. In a, when I was working in a job, to getting a position that I wanted, to having a wonderful conversation with somebody, and it's shifting the energy, and in achieving my goals, and not allowing a circumstance to influence how I felt, so that I could keep my eye on the prize and. I noticed things shift in my results, in my relationships, case in point, on the stage, in real time, in front of an audience. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Your mind is so powerful. And the energy that you project to the outside world is the energy that you're you're showing up as. That's That's what you're giving people to respond to. So make sure that your energy is in alignment with what you want first, before you move. And that is where the magic happens. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, Remember, apply this. This has to be a habit every day. Whenever you're stuck with a challenge or faced with a challenge, use this tool. But remember, everything is created twice. First in your mind and then in your imagination or in, in physical form. First in your mind and your imagination and then in physical form. It happens this way in everything that we're doing. Um, And we can be a deliberate creator in the results that we want. So remember that always. And I look forward to seeing you next week on our next episode of Rat Race Reboot. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you next time.